Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, March 8th, 2021. Happy International Women's Day. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on COVID relief as the package heads to the House ahead of Joe Biden's March 14th deadline. Number two, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has solidified his position, knocking back potential primary challenges for now. And number three, Liz Cheney's short trip to Florida for the House Republican leadership retreat. All right, Jake, let's get into the mix here. Number one, the COVID relief package over the weekend passed the Senate. It's moving to the House. It hasn't gotten there yet, but this is moving a pace to actually meet Joe Biden's March 14th deadline. It is as of now. Um, uh, the progressives Famous last the, words, I guess, on my part. Yeah, progressives in the House are waiting on a sign from uh, uh, Harry and Meghan whether they should be voting for this. <laughs> oh, I'm gosh. kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I mean, listen, I, I don't have any... I don't have any sense at this point that the, there's going to be a big progressive uprising over this bill. I, I think it's it's probably going to go through. You know, they've changed the unemployment insurance provisions, and that could be it could have been a tripwire for progressive Democrats. They're not taking the bait here. They're not they're not going crazy over it. And I am a little surprised about that. But again, this is a big victory for uh for progressives. This is a very progressive bill. This is a very um, uh, big victory for Biden, for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, who's up for re-election in 2022. Uh, so just a year and change from now. Um, you know, so this is a this is a big victory. And it's only a couple months into the Congress. And as we noted last week, Joe Biden hasn't signed much of anything into law. Uh, and he'll have a chance this week. Yeah, the thing that's kind of interesting to me, too, though, that's important is Big victory for Biden, big victory for Democrats. Obviously, it has been it's being done on a partisan a partisan vote. They didn't really effort to get Republican votes too much on this. I don't think they really thought that that was a pathway forward. But that partisan gap isn't going to lessen. It is only going to get wider. And I think we are going to see that later in the week with the House taking up uh, a workers' rights bill and two guns bills. I mean, this is not as if the Democrats are going to pivot and all of a sudden try to work alongside Republicans and, and find some kind of unity message that Joe Biden has talked a lot about. So just important to know in terms of where the the next kind of couple of months are going to continue to be probably just as partisan as they already have been. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we, we live in a in a again, we talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. This is not the Congress that Joe Biden wants, but it's the Congress Joe Biden has. And it's the era Joe Biden beca- became president in. I mean, if he became president in the 1980s when he first ran, he might have had a different Congress. He didn't. He became president in 2021 when um, Congress is very, very partisan. It's very split. It's very divided. And, and frankly, th- th- that's something he has to deal with. It's not pleasant, but it's something he has to deal with. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. We have talked a lot about how he is looking over his shoulder all the time, worried about a potential primary, you know, maybe from someone like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the the Democrat from New York in the House that's really one of the biggest stars in the Democratic Party. We're making the case this morning that he has really solidified his position through this last, you know, call it two months. 
Yeah, he has. I mean, he, it's going to be tough to out progressive Chuck Schumer now. Um, he's he has he's the Senate Majority Leader uh, uh, on in a Senate that is more, um, you know, that is quite progressive at the moment, and he's teamed up with the right kind of people to pass progressive legislation, progressive policies, and that's a big deal. And I would just I would add that. Um, it's going to get better for him, right? This was a hard this was a hard bill to to get through and he got it through and he's going to get to the president's desk. You could make you could make um arguments around the edges that it doesn't do too much of x y or z and that's fine, but it overall by and large it's a pretty progressive piece of legislation. Yeah, he's really kept his left flank, I think, very smartly, um, really in the fold. He opened up his leadership team to include Bernie Sanders, to include Elizabeth Warren. But we're even seeing it, and I, I think it's important to note, even beyond just kind of keeping his caucus in line, he's actually taking a lot of proactive steps that I don't know a couple of years ago if I would have said, oh, yeah, this is where Chuck Schumer's going to go. I think he's going there because that's what he has to do politically. But if you look at where he is, whether it's on backing the increase in minimum wage, whether it's immigration reform, and this new baby bonds proposal by Senator Cory Booker and Representative Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts that sets up a federally funded savings account for every child, really meant to kind of dramatically close the wage gap. These are things that are really in the progressive lane that he is taking up that I think is just a reflection of not only where the conference is, but also the fact that he wants to edge out anybody in New York politics who's looking to potentially take a shot at his race and primary him to say, I have the background. I actually have the the credentials to be as progressive as anybody else. Yeah, and I think that that is that's all he has to do at this moment. He doesn't have any he doesn't have any challenge to his right. <laughs> so the challenge he has is to his left, and he's taking care of that. All right, the number three story: Liz Cheney's short trip to Florida. Jake, you are scooping this morning uh, that Liz Cheney did go down for the elected leadership retreat to Florida, but it sounds like she was kind of MIA. Yeah, she she showed up for about a day and left early, uh, which is notable, obviously, because she's in the middle of kind of a big tiff with the Republican leadership over Trump and over everything else. Um, This was noted by a number of people at the retreat to me on uh, yesterday and Saturday. Um, And, you know, it's just another chapter in the uh, the. The GOP leadership as the GOP leadership turns, I guess, as you, you know, it's just, you know, uh, they said that it was because she had something come up. But um, this is the elected leadership retreat in Florida. Everyone went down for it. So did ranking Republicans on committees. And she was not there. She was in, she's the number three Republican. So uh, it was noted by a lot of people. Yeah, It's kind of interesting. And just in the sense that, you know, she's obviously had her disagreements with Kevin McCarthy with a lot of the Republican conference regarding impeaching Donald Trump. But this could have been, you know, one of those moments where members do their behind the scenes magic, right? The, you know, we're friends, we want to make amends, we, you know, it's time to kind of do that behind the scenes politicking. And, you know, maybe she couldn't because of this family experience, but it was, you know, that she had to get back to. I'm not saying that that isn't what happened, but it's kind of a missed opportunity in some ways to really put some water under the bridge and say like, all right, we're ready to move forward as one unified uh, Republican party. I think the other thing that's interesting is just a little bit of an update on the earmark situation, which we've been following very closely. 
yeah, they talked earmarks, did not come to any any conclusion. Uh, and I and the Republican leadership is going to talk about earmarks this week, the whole conference. Um, uh, Kevin McCarthy's got to pick a lane here. He's got to decide if he wants them. He can't let he can't be driven by the conference here. He's got to pick a lane and stick with it. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.